Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is Value Side for Monday, February 13. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, when the American people stopped a major war. The year was 1968, and I was a 20-year-old college student. I could tell this was going to be different as I walked through the door. The place was a quiet residential section of homes in Montecito, California. It was Montecito well before the discovery by the international glitterati, before Oprah or the Sussex had moved into town. It was a place for doctors, lawyers, and yes, even stockbrokers. And it was that fact that was the memorable part of my story. You see, what brought us all together was that we all wanted to stop the Vietnam War, until this group, loosely called the Moratorium Committee, a name that would be adopted later, but until this group, almost exclusively, war protests were on college campuses, by students, and not a few outside political radicals. Organizations such as the Students for Democratic Society, the SDS, dominated the opposition to the war. Just a few months before, the SDS and several other radical groups rioted at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. It was a nasty and brutal demonstration of total anarchy, as you're ever likely to see. But as I looked around that first meeting of the Santa Barbara Moratorium Committee, I could see that these people would not countenance any of that kind of behavior. Most of the people in that living room were middle-aged professionals. Some men were still wearing coats and ties, obviously just off from work. There were only a couple of us who were college students. The rest were a cross-section of America. Some looked to be retired, and several were from the Montecito arts community, but most were just ordinary citizens. Now, the organizer of this committee and the person whose home we were at rose to make a few remarks. These were remarks that have stuck with me for all these years. They were to become the guideposts for our organization an organization that would work for months to produce one of the largest peaceful political demonstrations in our country's history. First, our demonstration needed to be peaceful, none of the violence that characterized any of the other war protesters of the day. By resorting to violence, the SDS, Weather Underground, and all the rest had shifted the focus from stopping the war to themselves. Most average Americans strongly objected to the riots. So, as our host pointed out, not only was the violence wrong, but it was also ineffective, detouring from our primary objective, putting a stop to the war. I'm sorry I've forgotten our host's name, but if I remember he was an attorney, and like all reasonable attorneys, he continued with his brief. As he pointed out, the other anti-war groups incorporated a plethora of reputed social ills in their movement. They were anti-capitalist, pro-free speech, and pro-sexual liberation. Almost every issue the radicals raised splintered their message and drew the focus away from the primary objective, peace. So as the organizers, we were encouraged to always stay on point. Don't let the conversation wander. We had one purpose, and we were to stay with that. Most importantly, our movement was to be inclusive. Anyone, absolutely anyone, who agreed that the war must end was welcome. And looking around his living room that evening, 
it was apparent that he meant it. I cannot imagine a more diverse group, young and old, wealthy and not so wealthy, highly educated and self-taught. It was a tiny microcosm of America. Finally, there was one last point. The objective of the moratorium committee was going to be extremely limited, and this was a difficult point for many to understand, but our host was insistent. Our only purpose was to halt the fighting, not necessarily a permanent break, just a pause, a lull, and the battle might be the first step towards peace. It was a subtle point that many that evening did miss, but our host had enough negotiation experience to know that you only initially ask for part of your goals. Negotiations are a process. Achieving your goal requires a step-by-step program that gradually brings you to success. And that's just what we needed back then. America had just elected a new president, Richard Nixon, who campaigned to bring peace to Vietnam. But already most Americans could see that he was waffling. It was becoming apparent that once in office, he continued to follow Lyndon Johnson's plan of escalation in the hope of total victory. The momentum for more and more conflict was building. And just like today, the drums of war kept beating louder and louder as Washington tried to create a larger and larger war machine. Witness how the current administration has gone from supplying Ukraine first with mortars, then tanks, and now rumors of fighter jets. It turned out that in Vietnam, it was this momentum we needed to stop, the drive by our political leaders to constantly raise the ante. Our message was simple, straightforward, just stop. Pause the fighting, no preconditions, no special understandings, just stop fighting. Now, some may say we were not successful. The war did not end until 1973, and the pause in the fighting was ineffective. But I respectfully disagree. From the moment of the massive moratorium demonstrations on October 15 and again on November 15, 1969, the dialogue in the country changed. After seeing the enormous number of Americans assemble peacefully in opposition to the war, there were few politicians left who wanted to escalate. Washington began, although it was slow, to head towards the peace table. President Nixon began to talk about peace instead of victory. The entire dynamic of the country changed, and critically, the momentum of more and more war was broken. Do I wish that the war had ended sooner? Of course. That would have saved thousands of lives. But sometimes you must stop heading in the wrong direction before you can turn around and go in the right direction. And that's what the moratorium committee did. It stopped us from going further down the wrong road. It's a strategy that could work today. The assembled resolve of the American public can be a mighty force for peace. And that's the value side for Monday, February 13. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.